Good Monday afternoon, everybody. My name is Anthony Grassi. Welcome to your D1T5, and let's jump right into it. The Horizon League has announced a leadership transition effective January 1st. Commissioner Jonathan LeCrone will transition to serve as advisor to the commissioner, while Deputy Commissioner Julie Rowe-Lash will step into the commissioner's chair. William & Mary will reinstate women's gymnastics, women's swimming, and women's volleyball. To do so, the department will require a reduction in the men's program via roster management and retaining the current cuts to the men's teams, or a swift and significant increase in participation opportunities for women, or both. Interim Athletic Director Jeremy Martin adds that there is no clear path to immediately reinstating the four suspended men's programs. However, he added the university remains committed to continuing conversations with those affected programs in order to look at every viable alternative before making a decision for the near term. East Carolina Athletic Director John Gilbert explains the department is projecting a sizable deficit for the current fiscal year, adding that, quote, the manner in which we are operating is not sustainable. As such, the Pirates will be implementing furloughs for the entire staff from November 1st through June 30th. Head football and men's basketball coaches' base salaries will be decreased by 20%, while baseball and women's basketball head coaches will experience 15% cuts. Any additional coaches or staff who earn over $100,000 will take 12% salary reductions, and those earning $50,000 to $100,000 will see 10% cuts. Those who make less than $50,000 will be furloughed for 12 days. Colorado State Deputy Athletic Director Steve Cottingham indicates the Rams are projecting an $18 million loss of self-generated revenue, two-thirds of which can be attributed to football. To help offset some of that loss, CSU is launching the Stalwart Rams relief campaign, whose goal is to raise $1 million. Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger examines the toll contact tracing is having on teams and leagues with several head coaches and administrators citing it as their biggest challenge. AFCA Executive Director Todd Berry citing some schools who may lose a dozen kids for one single positive test. Meanwhile, Dellinger notes the 14-day quarantine is inconsistent among schools and is nine days longer than the NFL's own protocol. And Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes notes the Bears have had two student-athletes who never tested positive quarantined for 14 days twice. One issue, as a doctor explains, is the inconsistent answers from players. In one case, an infected player caused zero contacts because he insisted he always wore a mask, but other student-athletes revealed a positive player attended a party without a mask. That doctor explaining, quote, I feel like I'm juggling flaming chainsaws. The Big Ten confirms coaches who test positive for COVID-19 will self-isolate for 10 days, while student-athletes will isolate for 21 days. ESPN's Heather Dennich also reports that PCR tests are used to confirm daily antigen-positive test results. Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith says the Big Ten will not find coaches who forget to raise their masks. Smith adds that teams will have a staff member tasked with reminding coaches to use their masks properly, similar to the get-back coach. In West Lafayette, Purdue Athletic Director Mike Pavinsky says there have been no discussions of canceling Saturday's opener against Iowa, and no student-athletes have tested positive since September 30th. The Pac-12 has announced a player threshold for football games this season, which includes the availability of at least 53 scholarship student-athletes, 7 offensive linemen, 4 D-linemen, and 1 quarterback. However, the league explains that institutions have the option to play with fewer than 53 scholarship players or below the minimum number of position players if it chooses to do so. Other events, including the inability to isolate new COVID-19 cases or the inability to meet testing guidelines, could result in postponement or cancellation. The league has also established tiebreaker criteria, which take into account in order, head-to-head -head results, divisional record, record against the highest-placed team in each division proceeding through the division, record in common conference matchups, and team with the highest college football playoff ranking. Forbes' Adam Zagoria reports the Ivy League basketball season is in jeopardy because Harvard, and possibly other teams, is expected not to play. One source tells Zagoria that Harvard is not planning to have students back on campus this spring. Therefore, there is no chance the Crimson will take the court. 
Beyond that, sources disagree on whether the entire league will follow suit, with one noting that if five teams choose to play, that's the route the Ivies will take, while another contends that, quote, I have a feeling that it would be the whole league isn't going to play. Towson will not compete in football during the spring season and instead focus on preparing for the fall 2021 campaign. Head coach Rod Ambrose saying when they polled student-athletes, over 75% did not want to trade a full season next year for a six-game season this spring, saying, quote, after listening to the players, I could not come up with a good reason on why we should do this. Tennessee head football coach Jeremy Pruitt has parted ways with assistant coach Jimmy Brumbaugh, just four games into Brumbaugh's tenure in Knoxville. UT signed him to a two-year deal in February, and under the terms of the buyout, will pay him the remainder of his $830,000 salary in monthly installments. Louisiana Monroe President Ron Berry says he is working with the athletic department on a strategic plan to help overcome the widening resource gap between ULM and its Sunbelt peers. Barry noting that he and athletic director Scott McDonald agree the Warhawks can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, saying, quote, We need to figure out how to be successful where we are. The decision to join FBS was not made lightly years ago. I just don't think we've ever gotten the right plan in place to be successful, and it's past time to do that. And that is all for your D1T5 for Monday afternoon, October 19th. We'd love to hear your feedback on the show. You can let us know by replying to your D1 ticker email via the link in the podcast description or messaging us on social media at D1Ticker. Be sure to check your inbox for more updates on what is going on around the nation in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we will see you Tuesday morning.